0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link
1: in the show description to support now. Before we get started with another great edition of the Duklas Rasslin podcast, I do want to let you know Zencaster.com. That's right, Zencaster.com. They are without a doubt my favorite website head over to for all of these great conversations that you hear on the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast superior quality and sound also they have a great uh, video option as well if you need to record your videos but the best part about it is the files are all split separately into mp3s so you can edit them separately you can put them together do whatever you got to do the main idea is Zencast Zencaster.com. That's Z E N C A S T R. For all of your podcasting, video conferencing, even if you just wanted to uh, have a great conversation with your loved ones, all your needs there online for communication, Zencaster has you covered. That's right.
0: Hey guys, this is Big Vito LaGrasso. I hope everybody's having a fabulous day. We got a brand new show, Bright Side of the Ring. I want to promote the brighter side of wrestling, all the good things happening. But guys, you got to catch it on Patreon.com slash Big B Mafia. Starts at just a dollar a month. It's probably some of the greatest content you're ever going to see. It's a brand new show and it's coming to you from Big B Mafia. Hello out there in TV land. Wait a minute. It's radio. No, it's a podcast. Catch my new podcast. Everything is a gimmick with Brad Shepard. We're going to take an in-depth look at behind the dirt sheet scenes and all the headlines. And what me and Brad are going to do, we're going to look for the real truth. Nothing but the truth. So help us, God. Every Tuesday on Patreon.com/slash Big V Mafia. It starts at a dollar a month, guys. You gotta come. You gotta see it to believe it. Brad Shepard, Big V. Come and see us now. Check it out.
1: Extraterrestrials, <laughs> welcome back to the Duke Loser Wrestling Podcast, the show about pro wrestling and everything else. Listen, I hope you and everyone that you care about in the world and beyond are doing well. We are on the road to the holiday season. I can't believe October is almost finished up here. It's it's incredible, you know. And this is really my favorite time of year, um, and not just because I'm a December baby. But really because the random acts of kindness that you see from people during this time of year is just so special. I love it. I love participating in it. So, you know, it's just there's something about the spirit of the last, you know, two and a half months of the year. And then the first month of the year, the new year, I should say, uh, there's just something special about that. I really I really do enjoy this period of time and i hope you do as well we have a lot to get to this week uh in fact our friend danny g is going to be joining us he's going to close out the episode he and i just kind of shooting the breeze we're a couple of new englanders so we'll be heavy on the accent a little later there uh, for people who enjoy that sort of thing but there's going to be a lot of straight shoot talk in there and and i know that some of our listeners you know they Although you enjoy the interviews and this is really an interview show you you do like when I give my opinion and, and go a little in depth and this episode is definitely for you because that's that's what you're gonna get throughout this entire episode. I'm going to be running my mouth this week because let me tell you something there's just too much going on I can't save it all for online I, w- I want to be able to speak freely here even though I can type fast but you know this time I'm gonna I'm gonna lay some things on your ears Jack. Okay, you better believe it here. Uh, Hold on a second. Let me take my sip of my Panera Plus coffee. Hold on. Ah, that's good. That's good. You know, you you definitely got to check out Panera Bread. They have that Panera Plus program unlimited coffee for a very small fee per month. Um, You know, you definitely got to check it out. And and I'm going to give you a little inside tip here. I'm hearing, you know, a little birdie told me that they're going to be revamping. They're going to be revamping the program and offering a few other important perks there. So please visit PaneraBread.com for more information. Check out Panera Plus. You you know, just it's it's incredible. You know, throughout the day, you can go in, get yourself a coffee, get yourself a hot tea, whatever. Um, It's it's really cool. I love it. I love it. Okay. There's a lot to get to here, and I want to start off with something very positive. Mission Pro Wrestling, they have their next event coming up. Okay, we're talking about Don't Fear the Reaper. That is Saturday, 23rd of October, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Title Match Network. Okay, so definitely visit Mission Pro Wrestling social media. MissionProWrestling.com or Title Match Network. I mean, I'm sure at this point you know who they are. They're their own network online. You can catch some great wrestling action over there. But you got to check out Mission Pro, man. I'm telling you, it's it's that all women's promotion that Thunder Rosa and her wonderful team over there have put together. They really do a great job. Shout out to Melanie. Shout out to Emily. Shout out to all the folks who help make that place go the way that it should go. You know, and of course, you know you got to talk about the champion right la rosa negra okay the black rose she is so wonderful good friend of mine there really appreciate her so i'm I'm excited to see what's going on with her i i don't know if holadet is going to be on this next card but it's always fun to see what holadet has going on she was doing some crazy stuff over at mlw where she she had some guy in a leash that she was walking around to the ring and I don't know, some kind of BDSM kind of stuff there, you know, that freaky stuff. Holodead, she, you know, she's a little crazy, man, a little freaky and and incredibly strong. So if she's going to be on this, this don't fear the Reaper card, which I hope to see her there, uh, it's going to get pretty dangerous. I can, (laughs) I can imagine that. But also, you know, folks like Jasmine Allure, she, she has a fresh mouth. She has a bad attitude. But you know something, Jasmine Allure can wrestle her butt off and you can't take her lightly. So, again, this is just, you know, really fascinating stuff. The Renegade Twins. The Renegade Twins, who are two people I'm just over the moon about. I think these young ladies, they have it. They have it and they are going to be a force to be reckoned with in the wrestling industry. First of all, not only can they get it done in the ring already, like they their stuff is very good. Definitely big fight feel when you see these ladies come out. Uh, but they can cut a hell of a promo. I mean, a hell of a promo. It's clear that they're not acting. They're not reading somebody else's lines. These young ladies are a couple of badasses who know that they're badasses. There's something about people who know how good they are. You can just hear it in their voice. You know, the way that they speak, there's a there's a certain degree of confidence, assuredness. Uh, there's a certain degree of of healthy arrogance okay not all arrogance is bad this, this healthy arrogance when you're performing when you're competing against others it's important to have healthy arrogance because if you don't believe in yourself if you don't believe you're the absolute best in that ring at that moment then why would anybody else believe you know what i mean so for two young ladies who are still very new to the wrestling industry. For them to have the type of skill set that they already have, the sky is the limit for them. I just, I'm telling you, I am over the moon. I am 100 sold on the Renegade Twins. They look like Thunder Rosa. Let me just say, I, I was talking to Brian. You know, we had him on last week. Uh, Brian Cervantes. He, he's he is just a, a wizard. He is a, a pro wrestling guru. He's also the better half of Thunder Rosa. Um, I was saying to Brian, I said, man, you know, these renegade twins, they look exactly like Thunder Rosa. That should be a stable. Like the three of them could just completely take over the world because they kind of have the same attitude as well. You know, Thunder Rosa, everybody knows she's a badass. Everybody's seen what she can do out there. These renegade twins, they're really of the same, they're carved from the same type of stone. You know what I mean? So if you told me that this was a, a, a stable, this was a family, I believe it. Like Thunder Rosa is the big sister to these uh, two young lions here. So, you know, once again, they're they're, uh, Mission Pro Wrestling, though. They just, I I love the promotion. They're doing such great stuff. It's a women's promotion that gets it right. They're not out here pushing some racist or pushing some nonsense like some of these other promotions that need to get their act together. No, Mission Pro Wrestling gets it right. And that's exactly why, once again, Title Match Network. October 23rd, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't fear the Reaper. That's right. Speaking of which, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I'm starting off positive here. I'm going to do a build, break, build. Are you familiar with that? Build, break, build. I'm going to say something positive. I'm going to say something not so positive. But then I'm going to end positive. Okay? Because that's what it's all about here. We're going to do a little give and take over here. Okay? So... Pro Wrestling Illustrated, they just came out with their their women's list. And, you know, it started off as 50. It grew to 100. Now we're at 150 of the top women's wrestlers in the world, which is just fantastic. Shout out to Pro Wrestling Illustrated and the team over there. They just finished doing the PWI 500. Now they go into the PWI Women's 150. I love it. I think it's great. I appreciate the fact that they put in this type of hard work that can't be understated. You know what I mean? And I'm gonna I'm gonna speak with the folks over there. I got to get somebody on the show um, to talk about the women's 150 because there's a lot to talk about. And there was a lot said online. So let me start positive here. Build break build. Number one, Bianca Belair. They got it right. You know what I mean? Pro Wrestling Illustrated doesn't always get it right with their number one picks. They got it right this time. Bianca Belair is listed as the number one women's wrestler in the entire galaxy. And damn it, she should be. She is the EST. No one can take this away from her now. She officially has been catapulted into wrestling lore. Like at this point now, when you look at Bianca Belair's accolades, you got to say that she's a future Hall of Famer at this point. I mean, there's there's no question about it now. She's already gotten a championship in the WWE. She Now she, she's at the top of the PWI Women's 150. You know, she's won an ESPY. Uh, that's the ESPN Awards there. Like, she she's legitimately Bianca Belair. She's main evented WrestleMania. Absolutely 100%. She's a Hall of Famer at this point. And she's still pretty young in the business. And there's still a lot to to learn. And quite frankly... We haven't seen her best work yet. Like, she's going to get better, which is scary. I mean, give her another two or three years, and I think that's when we'll we'll actually see peak Bianca Belair. So that's the scary part about it. She's already this good, and she's still pretty young. But, um, you know, Pwy, you got it right. So I got to give you your props for that. You got it right this time. Congratulations. Thank you. And congratulations to Bianca. That's great. That's my build. I'm going to break a lot of stuff right now. Okay. I'm going to break a lot of stuff right now because the absolute absurdity of some of the things that happen. And I'm just going to talk about the top five of the PWI uh, Women's 150. I'm just going to talk about the top five because the absolute absurdity of it all is what really grinds my gears. Okay. And, 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 you know, Kevin and 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 harry burkett and 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 you know Candace Cordelia whoever else worked on this list i you're on my list, and it's not the good list for some of this nonsense that you guys have done here and and ladies have done here and any non binaries whomever you know it's it's very frustrating to see some of the things that have happened with this list here because number two makes Absolutely, positively zero sense, okay? Number two makes zero sense and I know i've I've pissed a lot of people off saying this, right? I pissed a lot of people off saying this because I'm telling the truth here and the thing about calling out the truth is that you just have to do it you 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 can't be afraid to just tell it like it is because quite frankly, when you try to go along to get along, that's when people, you know, they can take advantage of you. They can they can take you for granted. They can walk all over you. And that just can't happen. And also, I think all of us deserve the truth. Right. We all deserve the truth as it relates to what's going on in the world today. Like, why why can't we just call it out for what it is? Right. So there's a young lady by the name of Utami Haya Shishida, okay? Now, she's a Joshi wrestler, and I take nothing away from this young lady. I have nothing negative to say about her personally or her quality of work in the ring. I have nothing negative to say about any of her accomplishments, but let me tell you something, except for one. She is not the number two women's wrestler in the world and for anyone who who wants to to pass that off and say that that makes sense especially on a list like that um all i have to say to you is get off of the the wacky tobacco okay seriously get off the way get stay away from the catnip uh maybe you need to switch to decaf instead of uh, caffeinated coffee i don't know something's off something's wrong you got this young lady who nobody, who nobody has ever heard of, by the way, very few people have ever even heard of this young lady. How many major matches has she had on television? Who has she beaten? Right? Seriously, has she main evented a, a, a major pay per view yet? How is she number two? This is this is this is beatnik stuff. I right? I feel like I'm in an episode of Dobie Gillis or something, right? This is, this is just straight, nonsensical, hipster drivel at this point. There is no way that Utami should be number two in the PWI Women's 150. She has not accomplished what the majority of the people on this list have accomplished, especially the people in the top five. It's just not even close, right? You look at who number three is, Deanna Perazzo, and let me just say this. Deonna Perazzo, you're a hell of a, a person. I take nothing away from you. I just don't like you. I don't like the way you wrestle. I don't like your promos. There is nothing about De- Deonna Perazzo that I like. And I'm talking about the wrestling character, the young lady who's an actual human being. The person behind the character is, is a very nice person from what I can tell. Right? when she's doing an interview and she's just talking about regular life and all that other good stuff. I I, I say, "Okay, she's all right." Right? But the character Deanna Perazzo, I swear every time I see her, I I cheer everybody on to beat the hell out of her. And unfortunately, it never works out my way because all she does is win. And that's that's just ridiculous to me, by the way. All Deanna Perazzo does is win. Right? And I don't like that. But I am a person that is not afraid to tell the truth. And the truth of the matter is, because of all of the people that Deanna Parazzo has beaten over the past year, especially during this period that PWI is ranking, why the heck is Deanna Perrazzo, the Impact Knockouts Women's Champion, why is she number three on the PWI Women's 150? She should have been ranked number two. And you could make an argument, that Deanna Parasso could be number one. And if you made that argument, I wouldn't like it, but I would accept it. Because the facts support she should be in that discussion. Deanna Perasso has had that type of year. There's no question about this. There's no question about this. And let me say it again, I don't even like Deanna Parasso. If Deanna Parasso, the wrestler, was in front of me right now, I would literally boo her. In her face. Now, she probably would, would break my arm after that, but I would boo her. That's how much I can't stand that character. I don't like her squeaky voice. I don't like any of it. It's ridiculous. I don't like the way she wrestles. I think that it's it's a little overdone. Some of this, you know, Matt genius. She, she She's not the second coming of Dean Malenko. I don't care what anybody says. I want somebody to pick that woman up and powerbomb her, okay? Just to show that she's not the second coming of Dean Malenko. I don't even like Diana Purrazzo. But damn it, you can make an argument that she's the best wrestler, the best women's wrestler in the world today. You can make that argument. And I would say no, I I I, you know, Bianca Belair, Bailey, Sasha Banks, you know, I would say these other names, but you could make the argument for Deonna Purrazzo and we could talk about it. I could make the argument that Thunder Rosa is better than Deanna Parasso. But if you said, but we're still going to rank Deanna Parasso ahead of Thunder Rosa, I don't like it, but I'll accept it. Because the facts support that notion. But this uh, Utami, young lady, I'm sorry. You ain't there yet, lady. You are not my favorite wrestler, Manami Toyota. And let me say to the humanoids out there, some humanoids said to me, oh, you're being xenophobic. Because I said Utami shouldn't be number two in the PWI Women's 150? What are you, crazy? <laughs> literally. Literally, Manami Toyota. And you can check the record. I, I, I am not shy about this. Literally, Unami to- Manami Toyota is my favorite wrestler other than Ric Flair in history. Okay? Literally. I'm not shy about that. I talk about the crush gals all the time. Check the record. I love the the Crush Gals as well. That whole All Japan Women, I mean, give me a break. That time period was a, was a movement. I love it. And I love women's wrestling. And I love women's wrestlers from over, around the world. Thunder Rose is from Mexico. How often do I talk about Thunder Rose? How often do I talk about La Rosa Negra, right? Who's in Puerto Rico, which I understand that technically they're a territory of the United States. But, you know, come on, right? Come on. We don't treat them that way, which is unfortunate. We we still treat them like they're separate, which is unfortunate and ridiculous. Right? That goes for like, you know, the, the whole Caribbean, and I am Caribbean, by the way. Um so this this whole nonsense, it's not about Utami being Japanese or Utami being a Joshi wrestler. It's just about the fact that she hasn't accomplished what the other wrestlers on this list have accomplished. So let me go back to Deanna Perazzo. To rank her number three is a travesty. It's embarrassing, and I'm ashamed of PWI that they did it. Now, let me go a little further down the list, because I'm breaking things here, Jack. I told you, build, break, build, and I'm still in my break phase. I'm still there. Britt Baker, the AEW Women's World Champion, is ranked number four. Are you kidding me? Britt Baker, out of everybody on this top five list, wrestled the least amount of matches. Are you kidding me? And let me tell you something. I don't think Britt Baker wrestled a single match in which she was the best wrestler in the ring. Not by a long shot. Everybody has carried Britt Baker. And listen, I like Britt Baker's character. So don't get me wrong here. See, unlike Deonna Purrazzo, who I'm not really too keen on, I actually like Britt Baker. And I'm actually one of those people that was clamoring for her to be a heel. To show off the fact that she's a dentist to be the AEW Women's Champion. I'm one of the people that literally advocated for this, right? So this isn't a case of, I got a problem with Britt Baker. I don't have a problem with Britt Baker. She's just not the number four women's world champion, uh, the number four woman in the world, right? She's not. You could not rank her that high. Now, if you want to put Britt Baker in the top 10, I may listen to that. But damn it, she is not number four. That's embarrassing. That's absolutely embarrassing that you have Britt Baker as number four. Again, you have Bailey. You have Charlotte Flair. You have Sasha Banks. Why is Britt Baker number four? That's embarrassing. She's not even close to number four. Give me a break. Now, I broke it all. Now, you know, I'm going to build again. Because finally, Thunder Rosa is close to where she should be. Thunder Rosa is ranked number five in the Pro Wrestling Illustrated Women's 150. And let me tell you something. This is not where I would have ranked Thunder Rosa, but it's it's damn close to where she should be. I think Thunder Rosa is underranked. I think Thunder Rosa should be somewhere in that three to five range. Well, she, she, she's number five. I'm going to say she should be... Now, Thunder Rosa, she should be ranked either number three or number four. Five is too low. Five is too low. Okay? Let me just say that. You got to take that or Tommy out. She's got to go. Number one should be Bianca Belair. Number two should be Deanna Perazzo. And if you flip those two, I'd be okay with it. Okay? Number three, I would actually make number three either Thunder Rosa or Bailey. I don't know what's going on in this world today. Bailey had a hell of a run where she was carrying pro wrestling on her back. You got to remember, she got injured in in the end of June. She wrestled her last match the end of June. It was the late 20s in June. Okay, so, and and I think this PWI period went from like August to August. So it's not like Bailey wasn't getting it done. And even still, during this time period, she still wrestled more matches than that damn Britt Baker. Why isn't Bailey in this top five list? It's embarrassing. So Bailey should be on this list, and you and you, you kick this Tommy lady out, right? Britt Baker shouldn't be as high as she is. You need to move Sasha Banks up. Sa- Sasha Banks is in the <laughs> she's in the main event of WrestleMania. Like, you know, I don't even understand what's going on here. I don't understand what's going on. So these are the things that really make you scratch your head, and I'm I'm scratching my head so much that you know. You, you better get nervous here. I might have a, a, a permanent mark here. Sasha Banks should be in the top five. And Bailey should be in the top five. Utami's out. Britt Baker is out. So my top five would have been Bianca Belair, Deanna Perrazzo, Bailey, Thunder Rosa, Sasha Banks. That's my top five. And for anyone who has a problem with that, good for you. Good for you. But damn it, this list that PWI came up with, I don't know, man. I just, you know. and, and And I'm telling PWI this right now. It doesn't matter that I'm friendly with you folks. I'm calling you out every time. That's what I do, especially when you're wrong and you're wrong about this. And I don't care. I'm telling you to your face you're wrong. Right? Now, another positive note. Happy birthday to our friend certified luke curtis okay luke curtis just uh celebrated a birthday and it you know the hits didn't stop there because it was officially named because the pwi women's 150 is out in digital form by the way And you can go to uh, pwi's website get yourself a copy of that uh go to the social media and from there they got links and all that good stuff there uh pro wrestling illustrated but luke curtis's wife Layla Gray, the the wonderful, okay, I call her the people's choice. She is, she is irresistible, undeniable. Layla Gray is ranked number 148 on the Pro Wrestling Illustrated Women's 150. Are you kidding me? How awesome is that? This young lady, in barely a year, has already wrestled in AEW, Mission pro wrestling she's done things with um our our folks down there in swe fury in texas now she i mean you know pro wrestling 2.0 she won a championship there now she is ranked one of the top 150 women in the world and nobody can ever take that away from her that is just incredible incredible accomplishment congratulations to layla gray and congratulations to everybody Everybody out there who made that list, you know what I mean? Listen, I don't have a problem with anyone being ranked, but the ranking has got to make sense. It's got to make sense, right? Don't sit here and try to elevate somebody who has no business being on a list like that, at least in terms of where their ranking lies. That Utami lady, lady, I mean, come on. Maybe, Maybe she's top 10. Maybe she's top 10. I don't know about that, though. She might, you know, she probably could have been all right at number 100 or something. I don't know about being ranked number two. And then the claim that there was a there was a a discussion. There was a discussion about her possibly being uh, number one. This is what Kevin said. And I'm paraphrasing McIlvaney. This is what he said. And Kevin, buddy, I'm telling you right now, man. I better not ever see you out in these streets. Because I am going to give you a piece of my mind about that list. Just so you know. Harry Burkett, he's used to it. But you're not yet. But you're going to get very used to it, pal. I'll tell you. You'll get very used to it. Anyway, moving on. Happy birthday to uh, Raj Geary. Raj Geary celebrated birthday recently as well. You know, you know Raj is funny. And, and anyone who's listened to the show for years. You know, Raj has been on the show many, many times. He's one of our more frequent guests. Um... He's the the head honcho over there at Wrestling Inc., the number one wrestling news website out there. You know, Raj and I have an interesting relationship with each other because I respect Raj to the Hills, and I know he respects me as well. Raj and I agree far more than what people realize. You know, Raj has to play games out there and and, and not upset the masses because he does run a media company, so he has to be careful. He can't he can't allow his personal opinion to cloud anything because, you know, hopefully they're being fair in the way that they cover news. So I understand Raj's predicament, but he's tweeted a few times that he agrees with me far often than people realize. And I know some of you humanoids can't stand a lot of my opinions on things. And I know why you can't stand it, because it goes against the the mob mentality and the popular belief that you have to say what's going to please everybody as opposed to just taking a stand on something and say hey this ain't right i don't i don't agree with that or this is the way that i believe that should be you know what i mean i don't go with the popular opinion on anything because i don't really care i just tell it straight this is what i see this is what makes sense that doesn't make sense and let the chips fall where they may you know i've been all over raj though as much respect and and reverence that I give that guy, I also hold him accountable. And I think that's part of the reason why there's such a, a strong respect between the two of us because, again, I understand where he's coming from and he understands where I'm coming from. You can't go through life, especially at a high level, without people holding you accountable. There's too many of you out there that are looking for yes people. You're looking for somebody to constantly agree with you. And I'm telling you right now, you and your fragile hearts, that is not the way to live. You don't know everything. You're not always right. You need to be held accountable. That's just the way it is. People call me out every single day. Every day they call me out. And let me tell you something. At least half of the time, the things that they're calling me out about, they got a point. And that's okay. And I don't mind it. Call me out in public. Call me out privately. Call me out. That's the way it should be, because I'm going to call your ass out every time. That's the way it has to be. We're human beings. We're supposed to keep each other in line to a certain degree. We're supposed to call out the nonsense. That's what integrity is all about. So, you know, I hold Raj Geary accountable. And some of the stuff like with the ratings and, you know, I'm always on top of the ratings talk. Some of that stuff is just a bunch of baloney. And Raj knows it. He hasn't admitted that he knows it. He always makes a foolish excuse, but he knows that this is a bunch of baloney. But there's a bigger issue that develops. That punk Sean Ross Sapp, who can't stand me, you know what I mean? He, he's called me every name in the book but a child of God, which is unfortunate because I pray for Sean. I think that that man has some kind of conflicts going on and I hope he works those things out. You know, because it's just not normal for somebody to go around cussing people out all the time. You know, online, like a tough guy. Sean is not a tough guy. I don't know why he talks like he's a tough guy. He's not a tough guy. Sean Ross Sapp is not a tough guy. And listen, I'm not a tough guy. I'm not going to go around and say I'm a tough guy. I never want anybody to think I'm a tough guy. I'm not a tough guy. You know, if you if you come at me a certain way, then you're probably going to have a difficult time in life. I'll say that. If you approach me with certain energy or, or you try to make certain moves, you're probably going to have a tough time. But I'm not a tough guy. I'm an easygoing guy. I'm a guy that likes to work things out. You know, I'm a reasonable guy. That's why I don't cuss people. I don't threaten people. I don't play games like that. I'm not a tough guy. But some of these other folks, like Sean Ross Sapp, they act like they're tough guys. And that's what makes me giggle the most. Because it's like, buddy, you can't do anything to anybody there was a knucklehead and of course he's affiliated with sean will i don't even know his last name some knucklehead he was saying something crazy one time online about maybe we should pull up we should pull up on duke pull up what pull up your pants so i told him i you know i don't think he realized that i saw that comment so i had to make him know that i saw the comment. i said hey will pull up anytime pal I got a plate of ribs I just made. You know, you, you you can have a seat, have a have a meal with me. Let's break some bread cuz that's the only pulling up you can do. You know what I'm saying? You could never approach me and think you are going to come with some energy. You you I, listen. I got the plate of ribs there. You don't even have to pack your own lunch. It will be a long day. Well, it won't be a long day. It will be a short day for you. Just so you know. But I got the plate of ribs for you. So you'll you'll be you can you can get some energy before you get some discipline. Just so you know. But but you know pull up give me a break but this is the way that these some of these folks they the the keyboard warrior stuff gets interesting because a lot of these folks who and listen i'm letting it i'm letting it fly today i'm not being diplomatic about this at all a lot of these folks they have visions of being something that they never were tough and and and, and bad and, and whatever, and I think because we cover pro wrestling and combat sports and things like that, you kind of get mixed up in that, and you want to be what you see, but let me bring it back down to earth, none of you are tough guys, none of you are tough guys, okay, I'm not a tough guy, all right, so we could just drop all of that, and let's just make sure that we're being as civil as possible when we address one another, Okay, because I can tell you that something that you said, or something that you did, or something that you put out is completely ridiculous, and I'm disappointed in it. It doesn't make any sense. I can do that, and I'm not attacking you personally. I'm attacking the quality of what you're putting out, because you know people damn sure do that to me all the time. But to conflate the two, where it's like you got to put all this tough guy mustard on top of it, it's just embarrassing. Don't do that. That's crazy. It's crazy. But anyway. Something interesting is happening where, you know, punks like, like Sean Ross Sapp and, you know, liars like Meltzer. And, I, and, I, and yeah, Dave Meltzer, you're a liar. You're, you're an absolute bold-faced liar. Anything that Dave Meltzer puts out, I want you to check him because he is a Pinocchio, right? He's a Pinocchio, right? Check Dave Meltzer because who knows, man? If his pants aren't on fire, his nose could be out the window. He's a Pinocchio. This guy's a liar. I'm just going to say that out flat. And, and, and Dave, I wish you would challenge me on that. You're a liar. I'll call you a liar because that's what you are. You just make up stuff, right? You just make up stuff. And when you get called on your lies, it's very interesting to see what happens. So Raj Giri is getting frustrated because we've been putting the heat on Raj about some of the nonsense that Wrestling Inc. has been covering. And given these people like Sean Ross Sapp and Dave Meltzer... Given these these folks Bix and Span, given these folks free reign to just say nonsense and not check it, it's okay to report on what somebody says. But when Dave Meltzer is telling you what's going on backstage in the WWE, you better go double check that because what the hell does Dave Meltzer know about what happens backstage in WWE? Dave Meltzer is not, and ever and and ever was on WWE payroll. He's not a producer for the WWE. He's not a wrestler for the WWE. He's not a writer for the WWE. And the way that he has unfairly reported on AEW, where he's, he's propping them up as being bigger than they actually are, it's clear that Dave Meltzer is no friend of the WWE. So this, this notion that Meltzer has the inside scoop on everything happening in WWE, it's embarrassing. And it's not true. And it gets even more embarrassing because Meltzer single-handedly, and I give him credit for this, he has convinced people, people who can't, who could can barely spell their name are suddenly experts on, on television ratings in the ad industry and things like that. It's very interesting to see this. I don't even know what to do with it. Uh, and, and Meltzer has convinced these folks that what he says about that, it goes. But you ever notice that Meltzer doesn't get marketing executives on the record He doesn't get TV executives on the record. He's never had anybody from Nielsen on the record, right? When's the last time or the first time you ever heard Dave Meltzer interview somebody from Nielsen or interview a a person who is the president and CEO of any television network? When has that ever happened? Or even the president and CEO or the head of any marketing company? When does that happen? So you got to question these things because... In my firm belief, when it comes to information that's kind of questionable, go straight to the source and get the real story, right? Get the real story from the real sources. And if you can't do that, then I don't know, you probably shouldn't be reporting the crap that you say is being the truth. That's just my opinion. So I think Raj has been feeling the heat because Wrestling Inc. has done this strange thing where they just take whatever Meltzer says and puts it out there. And Raj has said, you know, we, we believe that Meltzer is a credible source. And it's like, well, why? <laughs> why do you believe that? Is it because you've gotten lazy and, and, and the great stuff that Wrestling Inc. normally does, Raj? Is that why you believe Dave Meltzer is credible? Because you've just gotten lazy? And it's just easier just to repeat what he says because everybody else is doing it and it'll get clicks because it's salacious. It's garbage. And I've told Raj such. It's garbage. But something interesting happened because like I said, you know, Raj Gehry has a habit of, of agreeing with me far more than, than people realize. Raj started calling Dave Meltzer out on his lies. And then span jumped in to try to cover for Dave, which is very interesting. And Raj Geary had to straighten Bixon span out. Right? And then Sean Ross Sap jumped in and started complaining about, uh, you know, how much Raj was paying him when, when he was working for Raj years ago. Listen, Sean, <laughs> listen, buddy. He, he was probably paying you too much, but that's another story. Um, so Raj had to straighten him out, too, about how much Wrestling Inc., People make and how they are literally leading the charge in terms of wrestling news sites. He said he has more people making six figures than any other wrestling news site. I mean, that's a, that's a big flex right there. That's a big flex. Shout out to Raj for that. But let me tell you something. The market is correct in itself. Because before 2019, Dave Meltzer would report on the overall figure as it as it comes to TV ratings. And that's what he would use to, to base his conclusions. Once AEW hit the block, suddenly it became about the the key demo. Right. An, an about face. And, and Meltz is being called out on that. And he's getting you can go online. You can see it. You can see Raj Geary going directly at Meltzer about being a liar. Even Peter Rosenberg has jumped in about it. Um, you know. It's just amazing to see. And this is what I've been telling you folks about for over five years now. And it's crazy because you don't have to go with the crowd. When you see something that doesn't make sense that you know this ain't right, just say it. You don't need anybody else to back you up on that. You can stand alone and say, hey, that's not right. And for a while, you'll be alone. But eventually, everybody else is going to be like, you know what? The coast is clear, I guess, because there's a lot of weak people out there. And when I say weak, I mean it. There's a lot of weak people out there. There's a lot of people who their voice is not strong enough to stand alone with. They need to be liked. They need to be they need to 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 not have the mob against them. Because for some reason, they need acceptance from these folks. Listen, I feel like Rick Ross I never needed acceptance from all you outsiders. And that's what you all are. You're outsiders, man. Right? Because over here, inside, this, it's inside me. I don't need acceptance from anybody. I just tell it the way it is. And either you agree or you disagree. And I'm okay with either way. It doesn't really, you know what I mean? It's fine. Because I, I can have civil discussion with everybody. And, and I enjoy having civil discussion with everybody. And I'll find common ground, ironically, with everybody. I think Dave Meltzer has done a hell of a job of keeping pro wrestling fans engaged with pro wrestling. And I think to a certain degree, the industry owes Dave Meltzer a lot because the, the, the nerdiness of the stuff that he talks about has fed the hunger of people who care about that stuff. So I tip my hat to Dave Meltzer. We can find common ground on me saying Dave Meltzer overall has been important to pro wrestling. Unfortunately, especially over the past 15, 20 years, Dave Meltzer has gone out of his way to just lie on a lot of stuff. And to use sleight of hand and bait and switch tactics in order to make his opinion seem more like it's fact than anything else. And for that, Dave Meltzer has been a disservice to the wrestling industry. So, you know, there it is. Fair and balanced. There it is. But, you know, he's inspired punks like Sean Ross Sapp. Who, you know, Meltzer just just takes his, his whatever he's doing. What is it? Creatine, hydro, or I'm not going to say he's, he's doing steroids like a lot of other people say. But, you know, Dave likes to puff up his muscles a little bit. Uh, but I don't recall Dave Meltzer saying that he's gonna jump in, in people's inboxes and threatening to kick their ass like Sean Ross Sapp has done to others. Sean Ross Sapp would never do that to me because I'd send him a release, so we can do this legally. You know what I mean? And then I, you know, then Sean could could certainly give it a, a good try. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and you know, Bixxon Span he's got his own problems. I mean, you know, people are doxing him and talking about his personal business and bringing his family into it and stuff which you know I, I i'm not even gonna get into that i don't really know enough about that whole situation to to comment too much i'll just say that it's unfortunate that it's gotten this this terrible and people are doing these sort of things people have doxed me you know what i mean which i just think is silly um when when you are so upset with somebody's opinion on wrestling that you have to go that far, that, that says a lot about you. And, it, and it, I don't think it says anything positive about you. Although I will say this, Mr. Investigative Reporter, Dave Bixenspan, what did you do to bring it to, the, to this level? Because I've seen you say some pretty ridiculous and ignorant things about people. And I've seen you go after people and take your mob and try to sick them on people. So it's not like I'm saying whoever gave you a receipt is wrong for giving you a receipt. I'm indifferent about the whole thing because, you know, one hand slap deserves another. Right. See, this is the funny thing about it. Let me tell you something. Anybody listening here, you, you're not my mob. You're not my gang. You're not my group. I would never tell you to go out there and attack somebody or be disrespectful to anybody hurt somebody, talk about their family, anything crazy like that. It's not that kind of party here. And if you're that kind of person, do me a favor. Don't ever come back. I don't need you as, as an audience member. I don't need you as a follower. I'm not interested in that. okay? Because at the end of the day, it's about helping people. This show and what I do. Yes, I'm giving my opinion. Yes, I'm I'm calling out some nonsense from certain people. But at the end of the day, it's about helping people. If you ever really listen closely, you'll notice that the stuff that I'm calling out has to do with deception. Like, why are you lying to the fans? The stuff that I'm calling out has to do with people getting less than what they deserve. Why is Thunder Rosa traditionally been ranked so low in PWI rankings? Right. How come Bailey's not in the top five? It's, it's somebody who, who has earned something and yet they're receiving less than. If you really listen closely, it's all about helping people here, man. Certainly not about hurting people. So so definitely, if you're if you're listening here and you think you're going to go cuss somebody out or give them a hard time or something, nah, I don't want you to do that. You're not doing that on my behalf. I don't think it's cool. I don't support it. I fight my own battles, and I do a pretty damn good job about it. Because let me tell you something. A lot of these, these, these humanoids and these knuckleheads, you know, Sean Ross Sapp hates it when I say humanoids. He calls people a... a Piece of you know what, but he can't stand when I say humanoids. I mean, even define what a humanoid is. It's like it's so silly. Um, but when these humanoids get get so puffed up and upset, they call me every name in the book, they dox me, they threaten me the whole nine yards. And I'm still telling everybody, I would never want you to do that to anybody else. It's not that kind of party over here. I don't support it, and I won't tolerate it. Not on my behalf. So that's where I stand. But people like Bixenspan, he, he, he gets the crowd to, to, to go after people. Because in my opinion, morally, I think the guy is a jerk. And I'm saying that based on the way he conducts himself. So there's that. You know what I mean? But I, I will say this to David Bixenspan. I hope that whatever the personal attacks that you were on the receiving end of recently, I hope that gets cleared up. My best to your family. Wish them nothing but the best. And I hope that going forward, you personally, David, are more careful with the way that you you treat other people and the way that you you try to go after other people and the way that you try to get your little gang of misfits and, and, and humanoids to go after other people. You know, the computer tough guys, because David Bixon spans another one. He talks tough. You're not a tough guy, David. You're not a tough guy. You know what I mean? Unball your fist. Unball your fist and go you're not a tough guy, so stop it david so it's, it's just amazing and it's funny because you know these are the same people who you know every other every other week you'll you'll see them after especially after a controversy after they've done something ridiculous they got to go take a break from online or or you know their their mental health is in bad shape or it's just like look, don't put yourself in that spot is what I say to all of them don't put yourself in that spot where you have attacked people so heavily. And mistreated so people so bad and, and have gotten your little gang of, of humanoids to go after people so much that when it finally happens to you, you're on the receiving end, suddenly you got to take a break. You got to back up. <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? Maybe you shouldn't have acted that way in the first place. Then you wouldn't need a break. What do I know? Anyway. Listen, man. I haven't given you guys any of this stuff in a long time, so... We're going long form. I'm letting it all hang out. Whatever, right? WWE Crown Jewel. Best pay-per-view of the year thus far. Hands down. It was fantastic. I was a little upset that neither Bianca or Sasha won their match against Becky. I don't understand it. I still don't think Becky Lynch should be champion. I think that's embarrassing. The belt should have never came off of Bianca Belair. But man, that was a great match. The Hell in the Cell match was... It over-delivered. I thought that was great between Edge and and Seth Rollins. That was great. Right? Goldberg versus Lashley was fantastic... Except for the fact that Goldberg won again. I don't understand why Goldberg has to win that match. It's selfish and ridiculous. And Bobby Lashley is, is... Quite frankly... He is absolutely wrestling like the best wrestler in the world today. And... Unfortunately... He has to put over Goldberg. It's crazy. Shout out to Drew McIntyre, who put over Big E again. Right? That was awesome. Shout out to Xavier. You know, Xavier Woods is a, is an interesting case here. He, he's king of the ring. Shout out to Zelina Vega, who's queen of the ring, which that was that's well-earned and well-deserved as well because she's gotten a lot of hell. So it's finally nice to see her get something nice in return, and this storyline can be big for her. And I can't wait to see what happens next. So, really, Zelina Vega, so happy for you. Good stuff. Xavier Woods is somebody who shouldn't even be here anymore. ESPN did a did a uh E60 special on WWE. And in that special, Dusty Rhodes was there with Triple H and a bunch of other people, and they were going over different talents. And when it came to Xavier Woods. Dusty Rose said, "Well, you know, we we got to we got to make a decision on Xavier Woods. Are we going to fish or cut bait?" You know, cuz I, you know, this guy, I don't know, this guy like so Dusty was basically trying to tell the room to cut Xavier Woods. You got to go back and watch it. I I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but you got to see it for yourself, form your own opinion. I watched it. I never forgot this. And from what I saw, Dusty Rose was trying to get Xavier Woods let go from the WWE. Because in, in his opinion, the guy is just not doing enough. He didn't have it, whatever. And Triple H, to his credit, and this is why as much as I, I can't stand a lot about Triple H, as much as I can't stand the fact that people use Triple H as a weapon against Vince McMahon, you know, they try to act like Triple H is, has it such together as an executive and as a, as a creative mind. And Vince is out of touch. That's It's, it's just baloney. It's such baloney. Um, but I give Triple H a lot of credit for this, and this is why I will always keep the door open for Triple H because it's like, well, as much as I can't stand this guy in a lot of ways, I can't stand the way that people try to exalt this guy. He did this thing, and it was a really smart thing, which lets me know that he's actually a pretty smart guy. Dusty Rhodes was trying to get rid of Xavier Woods. This is my interpretation of what happened. Go look at it for yourself. Form your own opinions. Dusty Rhodes was trying to get rid of Xavier Woods. And Triple H, to his credit, said, what? What do you mean? No, he said, we're going to keep fishing. We're not cutting bait. That's not an option. Firing Xavier Woods from WWE, and at the time he was transitioning Uh, about to be called up to the main roster firing Xavier Woods from WWE was not an option for Triple H that was not going to happen do you know why that was not going to happen because Xavier Woods shows up to work on time you never hear about him having a DUI a drug problem he's not beating up hookers he didn't kill anybody Xavier Woods has a college education and now he's a doctor and literally has a PhD. This man has created his own YouTube channel built off of video games and created all kinds of other opportunities for himself. He was the one who put together The New Day. Like, Xavier Woods has proven and paid off in, 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 in just, you know, gold. And Triple H knew that a guy as intelligent and as dedicated and as reliable as Xavier Woods was, unlike a lot of these folks who don't have any of those things, they're constantly getting into trouble. They're traditional wrestlers, right? They got to have DUIs, they got to beat up their, their their wives, or they got to beat up people at a bar. They got substance abuse issues. They aren't very educated, Right? Triple H was like, look, man, at some point, we got to get some people who aren't depending on wrestling to the point where if wrestling doesn't work out, they have nothing to fall back on. Like we need to elevate the quality of of people we have in this company. In order for the ecosystem to be more balanced. Right. I'm not saying everybody in the WWE has to have a college education, but what I am saying is everybody in the WWE can't can't be people who don't have an education. Because people like that, as we've seen through the years, end up being old wrestlers who have a hard time in life surviving once they've filled out their bump card and they can't wrestle anymore. And ultimately, those are the people who, you know, unfortunately, they die young. (laughs) Who wants to see that? So Triple H had enough sense to be like, no, Dusty, we're not getting rid of Xavier Woods, the most reliable guy we got in here. What the hell is wrong with you? And let me tell you something about Dusty Rhodes. His son is Cody Rhodes. And down, back in the day, down in Atlanta, Cody Rhodes and Xavier Woods, they were rivals in high school wrestling. And it is, a, it is on the record, Xavier Woods talking about the fact that Cody Rhodes was a jerk to him. Not very nice when they were kids. And rivals. In wrestling. So it's kind of funny. It's not like Dusty Rhodes didn't know who Xavier Woods was. It's not like he didn't know this is my kid's old rival from back in the day. So for him to want to cut this kid and for Triple H to take such a strong stance that that's not an option. Fish or bait. We're fishing. We're not cutting bait. (laughs) That tells you that that was some kind of personality nonsense. That was some personal dealing. That was a little bit of eliminating the competition. This is my opinion. This is my interpretation. You can look at it for yourself, form your own opinion. What I'm saying is not a, not not the gospel. It's not a fact. It's my opinion. I think it's true, but you may interpret it differently and that's okay. But I'm just saying Xavier Woods shouldn't even be here. So for him to form the new day, form up up down down, for him to win the 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 tag team championships as many times as he has for Xavier Woods. To now be the king of the ring something that he dreamed about since he was a kid it's just tremendous and and the funny part about it is we all can see xavier woods becoming either wwe or universal champion at some point like that that he went from a guy that dusty rose was trying to get cut to legitimately being a guy who could be champion at some point and that, my friends, is why Xavier Woods is someone that everyone should study and pay attention to. This man needs to do a TED Talk. Like, he legitimately, if this is the Game of Thrones, then he won the Game of Thrones. He's operating on a level. He's playing chess while these other knuckleheads are, are playing go fish. Like, that dude, I he taught me something. He taught me something big with this, man. Because that's the other thing with the King of the Ring. I mean, he was he was advocating for this. This is really his idea, too, for him to be King of the Ring. And I'm sure it's going to be fun to watch what he does with it because he's so creative. But it's just a it's just a reminder that. There are going to be a lot of forces against you for various reasons. You just got to keep doing what you know is right. And you can't allow yourself to get overwhelmed with the fact that the forces are against you because they're not going to stop. They do not want to see you succeed. Xavier Woods is a prime example of that. People did not want to see him succeed. The Big Show went up to to Kofi Kingston and literally said to him, Hey, man, I hear that you're going to be teaming up with with Xavier Woods and Big E. You you don't want to get stuck with guys like that. That's what the Big Show said. This is from the Big Show's mouth. He tried to discourage Kofi Kingston from teaming up with guys like that. There are forces who are actively working against you. A lot of them that you don't even know that they're working against you. And they will affect the trajectory of your life if you allow them to. So that's why it's so important for you to continue to do the right thing, Play the game of life as straight as you possibly can. Protect yourself. And don't ever take for granted the power of doing the right thing. Because the right thing doesn't always benefit you in the moment. But the more you do the right thing, and the more people see you do the right thing, the more things are going to fall into place the way they should. And more often than not, it's going to benefit you in the long run. And that's what happened with Xavier Woods. And that story is still playing out before our eyes. And I, I again, I tip my hat to that guy. That, that dude, man, he's a special dude, man. That's a special dude. I got, I got so much respect and admiration for him. That's a special dude right there. So we can all learn a lot from Woods. Kudos, man. Kudos. So that's what's going on. You know, uh, the Brock Lesnar and, and, and Roman Reigns match was fantastic. Fantastic finish as well. Roman ends up winning because of interference. Thought it was great. Paul Heyman, shocked, conflicted, doesn't know what to do. He's doing some of his best stuff out there. I thought it was great. Great stuff, man. Just just really great stuff. Shout out. Best pay-per-view of the year by far. And we're going to get to uh, Danny G in one second, but I do want to end on this note before we get to, to Danny G. What... The man formerly known as Rusev, Miro, what he's doing in AEW is fantastic. Fantastic. This is the guy that we should have saw from day one. So I'm I'm not going to miss an opportunity to shout out Miro. You're doing great, brother. Love what you're doing. Your body's starting to make sense again. For a minute there, I don't know what the hell you're doing with your diet. Um, It just looked... Not natural. You know what I mean? Like your neck and your body. I don't know what the hell is going on. It seems to make sense now to me, which is great. I'm no I'm no expert. I'm just a guy who turns on the TV. I see something. Either makes sense or it doesn't. You, you weren't making sense for a little while there. Uh, you're making sense now, though. miros he just looks like a million bucks. He's doing things like a million bucks. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Is he going to be another guy that Guys like MJF and guys like Will Hobbs and guys like Scorpio Sky. Is Miro going to be another guy that just leapfrogs all of them and becomes AEW champion before they ever even get an opportunity to be? <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's funny. This is what happens when the the spoiled rich kid that runs your company is just so enamored with shiny new balls that uh, whatever was already at the house it's just not as important as a, as a new toy in the store that he has to go buy you know and with that said my conversation with fellow new englander mr danny g folks you know that i love to talk to people who make sense okay people who actually know what they're talking about there's no games here. There's no patty cake. They just, they tell it straight. They pay attention. They, they know what's going on. Um, reasonable. You know, that's what I like. And that's what I like to have on the show, especially to share with the audience, because I feel like this, this community that we have, that's what we are all about. I can't speak for everybody outside of our community, but for us, we're the people within the fan base that actually have enough sense to make sense right so without further ado i'm welcoming back one of our great friends our man mr danny g what's going on there danny
2: Dookie, how you doing buddy
1: another day in paradise my friend another day in paradise listen i saw online that you were having some back and forth with it with uh <laughs> mr don Callis. What, what was that all about this week
2: well you know you know He made a comment, uh, he commented something about it must be, um, you know, basically like sucking up day down at uh, the WWE headquarters after the comments that Roman Reigns made, etc. And I just basically told him, I said, you know, you're just jealous. Oh, I know what he said. He said, um, uh, it must be drink the Kool-Aid day down at, you know, Stanford Center or something like that. And I basically just commented, said that, you know, you're just jealous that you're not good enough to even drink the Kool-Aid. And um and then um I and I called him a Paul Heyman wannabe, which is exactly what he is. He came back with, oh well, at least we have the same haircut. And then um and then I I just basically commented back saying, yeah, he keeps better company too. And, um, you know, a couple a couple, you know, guys that I chat with on, on on online once in a while with Twitter and stuff on the fellow wrestling fans. You know, they one guy retweeted me. And he's like, you know, Danny G's been goaded. He buried two people on the same tweet or whatever. You know, I mean, nothing, nothing crazy. Nothing big deal. It's just kind of funny. But it just goes to show that, you know, the frustration that I actually feel uh, with AEW in general and what an absolute garbage product it is.
1: Oh, it's just hilarious, you know. Nothing big, just Danny G's been (laughs) goaded. You you've made it to legendary status, my friend.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Not quite, not quite. Close enough. I think people throw that word around pretty easily or that term around quite loosely, especially in the New England area, if you know what I mean.
1: Oh, of course, of course. We we hear that all too often and it's ridiculous. Don Callis is a guy who is such a mark for himself and I mean, I get it. You know, it's it's OK to be your biggest cheerleader for yourself. That's fine, because you can also be your own biggest critic. But I don't even think he's his own biggest critic. I think the guy spends too much time putting himself over. And that's why he's hanging around with a bunch of dege- degenerates all the time and acting like one himself. I mean, you know, he's not the adult in the room. He's the, he's the biggest goofball in the room. He's worse than the rest of them because he's hanging out with them. So. You know, I'm glad that you kind of gave it to him a little bit online, and and his ego is so big that he just couldn't help himself. He had to respond to you. Uh, it doesn't surprise me one bit, man.
2: To have to chime back because you know I called you a Paul Heyman wannabe. Um, I'm, all right, sorry. Does the truth hurt, buddy? Because um, that's basically what you are. And truth be told, you don't have a shred of the talent. Of the know-how of the restaurant industry, or not the restaurant industry, I'm sorry, my old, my old places of work, of the wrestling business that that Paul Heyman has. And that's that's just the truth. I think Don Callis is an absolute joke, and there's nothing that bothers me more seeing him walk out in those stupid pink suits on, on, on TV. It just I it makes me immediately change the channel.
1: Yeah, no, I, I'm with you, man. I'm with you 100%. And it doesn't surprise me that he managed to weasel his way into AEW because that's what it's all about. I mean, the, the the billionaire's son, you know, spending his money playing with his human toys. Everybody, let's get in on this. Let's let's uh get all the money we can from the money mark and, and that's really just the way it is. Uh, which is unfortunate because a guy like Don Callis, I mean, should he really be on T V at this point? I mean, come on. You know what I mean? What, what is he contributing that's so important that he needs to be on my TV at any point? You know, let, let me ask you something, Danny G. Because again, you're you're a reasonable guy. You're a guy. That's why you and I get along so well is because you actually are somebody who makes sense. There's so many people online. There's so many people in the wrestling community who, unfortunately, they just they don't got it. They don't they don't make sense. They're they're just fanatics and and they feel like they have to pick a side as opposed to just telling the truth about everything that they see. So it becomes this weird gang mentality. And I don't like gangs. I'm not a, I'm not a gang guy. I think you and I talked about this before. Um, what's your take on this? I mean, ultimately, who, who do you think is most responsible for the divide within the, the online wrestling community? Because you know, outside of the internet, when you go to live shows and stuff like that, it's not this bad. But it seems no. online, it's it's this mob mentality. Who who do you think is responsible for the way things are right now?
2: <clears throat> a friend of mine gave me up a, a term a long time ago about a, a local car dealer in in our area that has a band on the side. Um, he used to and he went to go see him, but he called his band "spoiled rich kid with hobby," and basically that's what Tony Khan is is a spoiled rich kid with hobby. You know, he happened to be a wrestling fan, which is great, but truth be told, he's responsible for all of this. He's responsible for all of this because he can't get out of his own way. He's not used to, I don't even want to say he's losing. He's just not used to getting everything he wants all the time. He's trying to get people on his side by encouraging his performers to take shade at the quote unquote competition or the other company. Um, And I don't think that they have to do that. He has invested enough money in his talent where he's got a very good roster. Um, I don't agree with how he handles three quarters of it, but he doesn't need to do that. Um, You don't spend that type of money to bring in a guy like CM Punk and then five weeks in a row he has to go out there and drop promos. uh, Basically, you know, talking about how WWE drove him into the ground. You don't need to do stuff like that. And he's constantly chirping online and he's constantly making in a competition online. I mean, Eric Bischoff said it the other day, you know, shut the F up and wrestle, you know, and, and, that, and, and that's what they need to do. And I honestly feel like Duke, what he is encouraging his talent to do really affects the product. I, I really think it does. I know that sounds kind of strange, but I feel like they go out there and they're more worried about getting... A praise from the fans and about getting over with the fans by throwing by by throwing hate and shade at the other company when they when when, when maybe if they focus more on the in-ring work they may be able to actually bring in more ratings and I don't even want to say make it competition make it the alternative make it something that people want to watch on Wednesday nights Um. I would love to watch. I was so excited when I found out that there was going to be another wrestling company about AEW. I remember the old WCW, WWE wars back in the day. I was excited, and I gave it a shot, and I kept watching, and I kept watching, and I still put it on, and I still watch. But week after week, I see mistakes. I see people untrained in the ring. um, I see awful promos. Um, I see guys that complained about being misused in another company. Why? Because they were encouraged by this guy in worse places with this company than they were then. To me, instead of promoting your own brand and trying to show people that we can be a good brand too, they're more about trying to try to bury the competition, which we both know he's barking up the wrong tree.
1: You're absolutely right. and And I guess that's the scary part about it. It's like, at some point, it's okay to admit that the new kid on the block just ain't there yet, nor should you be. I mean, come on. You, you can't come in off the street and think you're going to displace over 50 years of experience, the highs and lows, the ups and downs. Vince McMahon has taken on everybody in the wrestling industry, and he's the one who's still standing and the most successful at, at the wrestling business uh, in history. So for you know, the spoiled rich kid with the open checkbook, so to speak, it's like, buddy, do me a favor. Whatever substances you're taking, whether it be caffeine, alcohol, nicotine, what is that, that stuff the uh, degenerates take, that, that cranium or whatever the hell they call it, kratom whatever they call it. I don't know if he's, if he's messing with the wacky tobacco or the white stuff. Whatever it is that this guy is on, he needs to l- legitimately give that stuff up because he, he looks like a fool out there. And it's unfortunate because you're not conducting yourself like an executive, like somebody who's running a multi-million dollar corporation, which is essentially what AEW is supposed to be. But you could have fooled me because he's he's putting himself on camera. He he's he's talking trash about Bischoff. He's talking trash about about Ted Turner. He's calling out Vince McMahon. He just looks like a moron, you know. And I mean, and, it, and it's just weird.
2: He wants to throw shade at Ted Turner. Fine. Throw shade at Ted Turner. But you know what Ted Turner did? He let wrestling people run the company, which is why they did so well for a long time. Okay? Tony Khan doesn't have wrestling people running his company. Okay? He all of a sudden thinks that he's going to do all the booking and do all these things. And if you watch the show as a longtime wrestling fan, there's no storyline development. The only, the only honest storyline that I think that they've actually done that's been relatively long-term is what's going on right now with a um, Malachi Black and Cody Rhodes, and that's probably because Cody's not there all the time, which is why it's even still going on. You have one of the biggest stars in you. We'll even say in the history of wrestling in in, in Brian Danielson that comes to you that comes to you because he wants to do what's good for wrestling. I don't like that he's there, but he's there. I'll say this: I love the American Dragon persona. I think it's fantastic. I think Daniel Bryan is is. Easily one of the best in the business right now. Hands down. You have him go to a 30-minute draw with your world champion on TV, which, one, is Bush League, a 30-minute time limit draw. I don't think they've had those since the 80s, okay? Second, where has that storyline gone? The other night, I guess at the end of, uh, I don't know, whatever it was, Rampage, Jungle Boy chases everybody out of the ring. So that's who you're going to throw in my face? You're going to throw Jungle Boy and a guy, Orange Cassidy, who puts his hands in his pockets. You're going to throw those guys at my face when you've got Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, Adam Cole, um, you know, the list will, you know, Will Hobbs. You've got you've got some of these guys who can be legitimate superstars in your business. And you're just you're just mismanaging everything. It's awful. I mean, you're two years into your company and you're worried about putting a freaking video game out there. Come on. Let's be serious now. Focus on your product. You know, you know what guys, work more than 1 day a week. Okay? Work more than 1 day a week. Maybe put together a performance center or a training facility for your people so you're not nearly breaking each other's neck on camera on a regular basis. I mean, talk about like just having play money and throw it around. We should all be so lucky, Duke. Okay. You
1: see that folks, and this is what I'm talking about. Danny G is a reasonable guy. He's making sense. You see that? I don't know I don't understand how we got to the point where the fanatics, the 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 weirdos, the freaks, the degenerates, where they became the loudest voices in the room, and it just seems like they they're in on it. They know that they're not making sense, but they're interested in being disruptive to the whole concept here. It's almost as if they it doesn't matter how terrible the business decisions are doesn't matter how terrible the product is all that they know is they want to hurt the wwe and so they're going to prop aew up in a manner like they've never propped anything else up before and that's the end of it you know what i mean it's it's so unreasonable and it's so ridiculous i mean jesus you you, you got the poor young lady uh, red velvet She's she's trying to do all these moves with where she's doing backflips, whether it be a a standing moonsault or whether it be a Spanish fly or even when she's doing dives, um, she's she's falling on her face and on her neck and on her head every single time. And it's like, at what point do we we take a look at this and we say, hey, Tony, instead of wasting money on a video game, why don't you get a performance center and teach your wrestlers how to wrestle? Because clearly yep. that young lady's going to kill herself out there, right? And I mean, she's not I mean, the only one. I mean,
2: you look at this. Dante Martin. Dante Martin against uh, Malachi Rockland yeah. and he nearly fell off the robes twice. Twice. It's
1: ridiculous. Or, or what's this guy? Jack Evans. Jack Evans has wrestled for over 20 years and he's still as terrible as any kid that you'll see in a wrestling school. I mean, he's <laughs> awful. All he does is damn near break his neck and, and almost hurt his opponents every single match. And you just sit there and you watch the guy and you say, wow, that's the best you can do. huh?"
2: I feel like TK is trying really hard to be accepted is part of the biggest problem. And and, and a couple of reasons I feel that way are one, I understand paying homage to the veterans of the business. You know what I mean? I get it. You know what I mean? You all, you want to show them respect. They're The guys that led the way that, 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 that put in the work that did things, you know, differently back then, but they, you know, they're the, they're the guys that, you know, inspired the talent of today to become wrestlers, right? But at the same time, I don't want to see Tully Blanchett in the wrestling ring. Okay? I really I really don't. You know, I don't want to see Arn Anderson falling off the wrestling <laughs> the, the ring apron in the middle of a match and then screwing up the ending of a match. You know what I mean? I I I don't want to see that. You know what I mean? There's no reason why that Jake Roberts has to be under contract with 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 AEW. Um you know, he brings in Chavo Guerrero to be with, uh, you know, um, Andrade. Um, I just, I mean, I get maybe, you know, you know, you want to bring those guys in, fine. You know, why don't you put them in the back and have them work with some of these young guys? Now they don't need to be on camera. You know, I don't want to see seventy something year old Tully Blanchard wrestling. I really don't. You know, I don't think anybody does. You know, I just, I just think you know, and 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 part of the the John Huber thing really, really bothers me. I feel like, you know, I like what they did for, the, for, the, for him. I like what they did for his family. I think it's a great thing. I think they should keep his memory alive. But I feel like they go out of their way to advertise that they do it. And they don't necessarily need to do that. Um, they can just keep that in the back burner. They can keep that in the back burner. You know what I mean? I mean, there was no reason to do a one-year anniversary tribute show. You already did a show for the guy. He was a great man. He was he was loved by his peers. He was loved by the industry. It's a wonderful thing. Keep his memory alive, but you don't have to promote it. You really don't. And I you know, you know, you don't need to promote that type of stuff to try to be accepted. Put a good product in the ring. Continue with the outreach programs that you're doing. Do things like that. Focus on what's going to make your brand better, not what you think people want to necessarily see because Truth of the matter is right now it may be the hot product and it may be something that people want to see and that's different but as it goes on you know you got guys like me who are who are only going to give it so many chances because I really don't want to see mistakes happening that I can see on 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 the television and 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 I can't imagine if I can see what other wrestling fans that have been watching as long as you and I have can actually see as well
1: Listen, Danny, I, you, you know, you, you're speaking my language here. And let me just say this, because we know that the crowd, they will shout you down. They will get upset. They will threaten. They will, you know, they, they got a guy literally fired from his job that he had for 20 years uh, writing for the the uh, torch. And I'm talking about um, Bruce Mitchell. They got him fired from that because he he dared to ask the question of. Are we sure that Huber didn't die of COVID or there's something more going on here? Um, you know, these, these folks, they want to shout you down as opposed to facing the possibility that there's some funny business here. And I'm going to say this, and I don't really care who's offended by it because that's their business, not mine. I got, I got nothing against Huber and his family or anything like that. You know, I, I enjoyed watching him, especially in the WWE. I've, I've watched him wrestle live for years and years straight. So there's no, you know, and, and I've put the guy over. People can go online. They can see what I've said about him through the years. I enjoyed Luke Harper. Um, let me just say this. AEW had COVID-19 running rampant. It was running rampant in that company. Okay. They had so many outbreaks. It was embarrassing. And when you listen to the, the, the descriptions of the type of COVID that folks had and what they had to go through physically as they were... You know, fighting it, and then you hear things like Arn Anderson describe the fact that he had a false negative test when, in fact, he he damn near died. He felt like he was dying for about twelve days before he, he managed to get over the hump a little bit. Uh, come to find out, he did in fact have COVID. Chris Jericho, who went to that that rally, that biker rally, and it ended up being a super spreader event. Right? Let's go <laughs> down the list here. The Young Bucks, who revealed after the fact that they had COVID. It's like there's no question about the fact that it was running rampant. And listen, I know for a fact it was running rampant because I was getting firsthand accounts about the fact that COVID was happening down there. So, Tony Khan, you can you can try me if you want. You know what I'm saying? I know what I'm talking about here. So when you listen to the description that that folks gave, it sure as hell sounds like whatever was happening, COVID affected that. Now, if you want to tell me that it didn't. OK, I just you know, the my my logic doesn't allow me to just say, okay, and that's it. It's more of a, I'll take your word for it for now, but that just doesn't add up. Something don't sound right there. It sounds like the workplace wasn't protected like it should have been. It sounds like um, the leadership didn't do enough to keep everybody safe. And as a result, the sickness ran through that place like a like a hot knife through butter and unfortunately it may have contributed to the loss of somebody's life and if any of you humanoids have a problem with me saying that i want you all to line up single file and you can all kiss my glorious hind parts i don't care if it upsets you okay i'm not bruce mitchell you can't shut me down or cancel me i'm just going to tell you what i what what i can see what logic dictates to me and what it dictates to me is the guy didn't just wake up one day and fall ill from some lung disease or whatever the hell they're trying to claim it was. I think it was a little bit more going on there than that, especially based on the environment that he was in, unfortunately. And then the whole concept yeah. of everybody, including the lawyer and everybody were at the, at the hospital. I mean, let me tell you something, Danny G. During that pandemic, you couldn't go to the hospital with your loved one. So how the hell were so many no, people, quote t- unquote, at the hospital with this guy? You know what I'm saying? So, but everybody's at the hospital yeah. with this guy, right? So, there's just funny business and in, in, in tomfoolery happening all around here. Just things that don't make sense. So, now suddenly everybody is so important that they can do things that the rest of us can't do. Give me a break. Okay. Give yeah, me I a know. break. So, and, and this I is mean- the other thing. You risk everybody else's life in the hospital by having a whole crowd of people visiting this guy on a continuous basis. How does that make sense during a pandemic? It was just all off. The whole thing is off the way it was reported on. And I'm just here to just say to folks, I'm not afraid to say, I don't believe the narrative that was put out there. And that's just the way it is, You know, is.
2: I've gotten hammered by people online for like, you know, you know, the whole, the whole negative one character. Um, it's cute. Don't get me wrong. Um, I don't want my 10 year old around professional wrestlers. I can tell you that right now. We both know enough about the ins and outs of the behind the scenes of the business to know, you know, what, what, what goes on before, during and after events. Um, I think, I think they put the kid out there to make themselves look a little bit better. And again, it's just my opinion and, and it doesn't mean a damn thing in the, in the grand scheme of things, but it, it I, I just feel like I said, he's go- TK wants to be accepted. And he wants to be this guy that the wrestling community is going to rally around. And before AEW even opened up Duke, I had a conversation with my cousin, who's also a wrestling fan. And he's like, oh, what do you think about what's going to happen with them, blah, blah, blah. And I said, the only way they're ever going to be successful is if they can get that, if they can somehow get a lot of these other independent or smaller promotions and find a way to work with them. Um, And I'm kind of kicking myself for saying that now because they open the quote unquote forbidden door and which what should be a cool thing with wrestling and i've said this to you in the past has turned into a bullying type situation where his wrestlers are actually champions in other promotions who have very talented performers who should be wearing those titles and i honestly just i I just feel like it's instead of something that could be a cool thing for wrestling, that maybe could last a little while and then go away, and then you know maybe come back in a couple of years or something like that. I feel like it's out there right now, and it and it's not doing anybody any good. It's actually it's actually making some of these smaller promotions to me look bad. Um, you know, having Christian as the Impact champion, I get Christian has a um, a legacy with Impact Wrestling. I understand that, but he's not under contract with them. He should not be wearing their title when you've got guys like Sammy Callahan, Eddie Edwards, Morrissey, Moose, Rich Swann, uh, Chris Bay, plenty of guys that could be wearing that title. Um, I don't know nearly as much about AAA. Um, I, I'll, I'll openly admit that, but I don't understand why uh, FTR is wearing their, their titles. I don't even know if they've even wrestled in that promotion if you know what I mean. Same thing with Kenny Omega. Why is he the champion? You know, why are Kenny Omega and Andrade wrestling for that championship when both of them are under contract with other promotions? Um, you've got these N, 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 NWP, New Japan pro wrestlers coming in, you know, that are losing. They're losing on a regular basis to the AEW guys. Um, clearly, just they're just coming in to cash a paycheck, you know? So, I mean – the Forbidden Door um, is something that I think a lot of us, as longtime wrestling fans, always kind of wanted to see, but now that we see it, I understand why WWE doesn't do it because it makes the other promotions' performers look bad, and that's just the truth.
1: Hundred percent. It's it's clear that it's a one way street here, and you know, uh, billionaire Tony TK Anthony. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's clear that his money is talking. He's, he's paying people off. He's using all of his influence to ensure that his company looks as strong as possible at the detriment of everybody else. And that's not good for the ecosystem. That's not good for the industry. It's ridiculous, quite frankly. And you're absolutely right. I mean, they've, they've completely buried impact wrestling. And let me tell you something, impact wrestling, their footprint in the marketplace is stronger than AEW's impact wrestling is seen in more homes around the world um, than, than AEW is. So the fact that AEW is trying to carry itself, like it's the number two promotion. I mean, I, I, it's just, it's ridiculous because quite frankly, AEW does not pull in what what impact does worldwide. So and- that just tells you, you know, so why are you letting them bury you? It, it, it was an inside job. We all know that. And they're not going to recover from this. I, I think Impact Wrestling, they're finished because they've allowed their 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 championship, they've allowed their top stars to get completely buried. And there's really no turning back from that. I don't know how you recover from that. They probably never will. Um, but you know something, Danny? It's, it's, when you see something like this, all you can do is wait for the fall. Because, you know, it's coming. I mean, (laughs) Tony Khan, the way that he's acting, he's spinning out of control. He's going to crash and burn. We're going to hear that he's exhausted. He needs to take time off. And what that really means is they're going to have to ship him away to some place where he's going to need some significant assistance in getting himself together because he's all over the friggin place. I mean, I think that's pretty clear here. Um, And, you know, that's unfortunate, but that's the way the cookie crumbles. He is Herb Abrams. 3.0. 3.0. You know what I mean? I think he, he's even worse than than the next generation. He's the generation after that. You know what I mean? So this this guy is just uh, but you know, I know you listen, Anthony, because you're you're that vain. Listen, bro, you you've been on my DMs before. If you want to reach out again, if you need some help, I'll give you some, some words of encouragement and, and maybe explain to you how you can fix some of the challenges that you have in your company because you're burying your great talent in favor of these guys who are doing nothing from you, but spending your money. But that's another story here. Anyway, Danny G listen, man, you know, I appreciate every time you come on the show. Why don't you let everybody know uh, the best way they can keep up with you because you got a great feed, man. And, and I know it's, it's hilarious to see the back and forth that happens on your Twitter account, especially what's the best way people can keep up with you.
2: Yeah. You know, just on Twitter at um, my, my at is at Danny G, but The at is the at symbol, obviously, wicked smart, W-I-C-K-I-D-S-M-O-T. Being from the New England, Boston, Rhode Island area, that's, you know, you probably get the, you know, the reason behind that, that handle. Um, My DMs are open too. So if TK wants to jump in, he can anytime. I'll give him some advice on from a a guy who's probably been watching wrestling longer than he's been alive on um on maybe something, some things that he could do to improve his product. And, I mean, honestly, Duke, I I, I, I don't want competition. I want an alternative. You know, think about this, Duke. We were kids, right? We watched wrestling one day a week on Saturday mornings. That was it. That was it. That's when it was on. Now you've got wrestling on Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night. Five nights a week, you can actually watch wrestling. They don't have to be competition; they can be different. You can like one more than the other, but you know what? They don't have to be. It doesn't have to be nasty competition, and that's just that's just how I feel. Um, you know, I, I I long for the days of of just being able to turn the TV on and watch some good wrestling. And look, WWE is not perfect right now. You and I both know that. We both know that. But you want to come out and criticize a guy like Roman Reigns, who is absolutely killing it right now. He is killing it. This is some of the best this is some of the best heel work I've seen since probably Roddy Piper back in the eighties and the nineties. And then I would say probably Hogan with the NWO uh, you know, back during the during the real competition days. Um this guy right now is is amazing, and I just hope we don't lose in the movie soon because you know he's obviously he's going to be a mainstream guy. He's going to follow in with the likes of like The Rock. He's going to go go to Mo- The Rock, John Cena. He's going to go make movies and everything, and then you know return every once in a while. But um, if it, anyone who thinks that Roman Reigns is the best in the business right now, I don't know what you're watching because there is nobody that compares to him right now. <laughs> This Tony
0: and we're desperately out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.